It has stood the test of time. God's book, the Bible, still relevant in today's complex world. It is written, sharing messages of hope around the world. Forrest Fenn is an art dealer from New Mexico in the United States. He's 82 years old and a multi-millionaire. In 1988, Fenn was diagnosed with cancer and was given only a small percentage of living. Now, while fighting the disease and being in and out of hospitals, he came up with an idea. Why not create a modern-day treasure hunt by hiding some of his riches? Remarkably enough, Fenn survived the disease. However, even though he survived, he decided to follow through with his plan. So Fenn buried 265 gold coins, hundreds of gold nuggets, some weighing more than a troy pound each, a 2,000-year-old necklace made of carved quartz crystals and other semi-precious stones, hundreds of rubies, diamonds, emeralds, two Ceylon sapphires, and two ancient Chinese carved jade figurines. Now, because the price of gold fluctuates on a moment-by-moment -moment basis, it is hard to estimate its total value. But most experts place it at the very least $3 million. Fenn has written a poem with clues to finding the treasure. In addition, he's been interviewed on countless television shows. Then in 2010, he wrote his memoir, The Thrill of the Chase. This memoir contains clues that will supposedly lead someone right to the treasure. Did you know that we also have a treasure map? In fact, the average household contains almost five of these treasure maps. What is this map? The map I speak of, friends, is God's book, the Holy Bible. In our last show, we talked about the authenticity of the Bible. But how is this book a treasure map? You know, Jesus said in John 10.10, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Friends, this book is a roadmap to living life to its fullest, both now and into eternity. Today, we will take a look at this book and how it leads to living that life to its fullest. So let's open our Bibles to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 to 17. The Apostle Paul writing, writes these words. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. 
So let's make the text very plain from the beginning. Now, I want you to take note that the Bible is useful for making one wise for salvation. That is given by inspiration of God, that is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, and for instruction in righteousness, and that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now, right there, you add them up, and this scripture clearly outlines how to experience abundant living and living life to the fullest. These seven purposes of the Bible contain the keys to happiness in life. So let's look at these one at a time. Now, first of all, the Bible says it makes you wise for salvation. Now, what exactly does that mean? The word wise here means to teach or give understanding. And you know, of course, what salvation means. It is the deliverance from sin that Jesus offers. But it is also the future benefit and blessing that Jesus offers when he will come again in his visible return to take those that are ready for him to their new heavenly homes. So the most simplified way to say that is that the Bible is instruction on a happy life today and it is the roadmap to heaven in the future. Now, secondly, the text says it was given by inspiration of God. Now, the word here, inspiration, literally means to be God-breathed or divinely inspired. This means that the Bible isn't just some made-up book of stories that somebody came up with in some night of restless activity. No, no, no. This book here is filled with real-life events, real-life instruction. In fact, it is not only real, but they are instructions that God told all these people to write down. So when you read the Bible, it isn't just some other book, but this is God speaking to you. Friends, can you see how important this book is? It's not just black text on a white page, but it is God's word to me personally. So summarizing the point, the Bible is God's word to us, to me personally. So if you take those two purposes of the Bible and you put them together, the Bible is God's very word to me and instructs me on how to have a happy life today and how to be on the road to heaven. Now, the third purpose of the Bible is that it is profitable for doctrine. Now, the word doctrine literally means a teaching or instruction. You know, too often the word doctrine is thought of as a bad word, but it simply means to be a teaching. So many times these days, one preacher says this and another preacher says that. Friend, we don't have to be confused about what to believe. We find proper teaching in the Bible. You know, I once heard it said, if the Bible says it, I believe it, that settles it. Friends, we don't have to rely on human tradition or teachings. God's book contains right teaching. And yes, pastors and teachers have been called to teach the word of God. I myself am a pastor. However, we can't take things for granted. We must find the Bible's teaching at the very source, in God's book. We must check to make sure that what someone says 
is in fact the teaching of the Bible. Even on this show, I would hope, friends, that you would check my teaching in accordance with God's book. So quite simply, purpose number three of the Bible is that it teaches us what to believe. Now again, let's review that. The Bible is instruction on a happy life today, and it is a roadmap to heaven. The Bible is God's very word, and the Bible teaches us what to believe. Now the next portion of the text says that the Bible is good for reproof. Now this is kind of an odd word. It's an old word that's not used much often anymore. It literally means that it gives us the grounds to discover whether something is right or wrong. It allows for the refuting of errors. The Bible is the basis of discovering what is right and what is wrong. You know, friends, I love apples, but I love only certain kinds of apples. The kinds of apples that I like, they need to be crisp and they need to be juicy. They need to be flavorful. So when I look at an apple, how can I tell if it's good or not? Well, first I look at it. Does it have a good color? Does it have a good shape? Or is it all brown and bruised up? And next I pick up that apple and I give it a good squeeze. Is it firm or is it mushy? These are all tests to find out if I have a good apple or a bad apple. The Bible is the test to find out what is right and wrong, what is good and what is evil. So purpose number four is that the Bible teaches us what is good and what is evil. Next, the Bible says it is good for correction. Now, what does correction mean? Literally, it means to correct faults. So if we make a mistake, the Bible tells us how to correct that mistake and not make the same mistake again. Friends, an integral part of discipline, both for our children and for ourselves, involves teaching and learning, then being assessed so we can be corrected. You know, in the modern world, many have diminished the idea of correcting someone and have diminished the idea of discipline. But the only way a person can become better and can grow in life is through correction and through discipline. And so the Bible provides correction. The Bible points out why something is wrong, but doesn't leave us there. Then it gives us instructions on how to not make that same mistake again. So purpose number five for the Bible is that it helps us correct our mistakes. Next, the Bible says that it gives us instruction in righteousness. Righteousness is to live right, to do right, to be pure, to be holy, to do those things which are pleasing to God. Now, this goes along with some of the things we have already said, but this teaches us a little bit further. The Bible teaches us how to live right. So not only does the Bible teach us what's right and wrong, not only does the Bible correct us when we do wrong, but then the Bible teaches us what the right thing to do is. So purpose number six is that the Bible teaches us how to live right. So we've been looking at all these purposes. Let's put it all together in one cohesive statement. Friends, the Bible is God's very word to me. 
and it instructs me on how to have a happy life today and it gives me the roadmap to heaven for the future. In it contains the difference between good and evil, correcting me of my sin and mistakes, but also showing me how to do right. Lastly, it says that the Bible makes us complete and equips us for good works. What does it mean to equip? It means that the Bible prepares us by giving us the right equipment. You know, I remember when I played football, an integral piece of the beginning of each season was the equipment pickup. I would go and I would get my helmet, my shoulder pads, my knee pads, my thigh pads, and my hip pads. All of them were essential to be successful and to be safe. The Bible provides us with the proper equipment that we might do good works. Good works are simply good deeds. Now, I want to be clear. While we are not saved by our deeds, good deeds will be in the life of someone that is truly a Christian, someone who truly follows God's word. So point number seven, purpose number seven of our study text is that the Bible teaches us how to do good things. So let's review all of those purposes. The Bible is instruction on a happy life today, and it is the roadmap to heaven for the future. The Bible is God's words to me. And the Bible teaches us what's right and wrong, what to believe. The Bible helps us correct our mistakes. The Bible teaches us how to live right. And the Bible teaches us how to do good things. Friends, as of 2014, no one has found Forrest Fenn's treasure. Many millions have found, however, the treasure of eternal life with Jesus. You know, Forrest Fenn has disguised where his treasure is. Many have gone seeking. Many have gotten arrested as they have trespassed looking for this treasure. But you know, Jesus, Jesus doesn't want to keep from us the roadmap to heaven. He's given us the roadmap. There are no secret clues. He's not trying to keep from us how to get to heaven. God is not hiding it from us. He wants us all there. He wants me and he wants you to live life to the fullest. God will not withhold any good thing from us. Dear friend, God's very word is a word to me. It instructs me on how to have a happy life today. It is the roadmap to heaven. It contains the difference between good and evil. It corrects me of my sin and mistakes, but it also shows me how to do right and gives me the proper equipment to do good things for people. Friends, don't you want to join me today in making a commitment to God to live according to His Bible? Now is the time. There is no other better time than right now and today as you watch this show to commit to using this book. It isn't limited 
There isn't a limited quantity. Not just certain people can get this book, but this book is available to everyone. Today you can have God's Word. Do you want to have God's Word? Do you want to hear His voice to you? Let's make the commitment today and spend time in His book. To be holy and to shine, lighting up the darkness right now. I really have no choice but the voice, the truth to the nations, a generation looking for God. For such a time as this, I was placed upon the earth. Hear the voice of God and do His will, whatever it is. For such a time as this, for now and all the days He gives, I am here, I am here, and I am His for such a time as this. ever say do you ever wonder it seems like the grass is always greener under everybody else's skies but right here right here for this time and place you can live a mirror of his mercy a forgiven image of his grace for such a time as this, I was placed upon the earth to hear the voice of God and do His will, whatever it is. For such a time as this, for now and all the days He gives, I am here, I am such a time as this. We can't change what's happened until now, but we can change what will be by living in holiness that the world will see Jesus for such a time as this. I was placed upon this earth to hear Time as this. 
Friends, we've been given a wonderful privilege that God has spoken. He has spoken to us. You know, I often hear people ask me the question, I don't hear God's voice. But here we have 1,200 chapters, word after word, of God's voice speaking, not to just us in general, but to me, to you personally. Today, I invite you to commit yourself to reading God's word, understanding God's word, and listening to God's voice in your life. Let's pray together and make that commitment. Heavenly Father, we are thankful that you have not left us helpless, that you have not left us hopeless, but rather you have given us your word for us today. And although written thousands of years ago, today just as relevant as it was then. So give us understanding as we read. Help us to follow you. And Lord, prepare our hearts that we would be ready for you when you come again. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, friends, part of God's plan for an abundant life and living life to its fullest is not just for us to have spiritual health, but God desires that we would have physical health as well. You know, we've been taking a journey together, a journey through eight natural laws of health. My colleague, Bev Edwards Haynes, has been teaching on these topics. Today is the third of those topics, and it is on water. Water is an essential piece of physical health. And it is fitting, isn't it, that Jesus calls himself the water of life. Please listen to Bev as she teaches about the importance of water in our physical life. everyone. We've been focusing on the New START acronym, that's N-E-W-S-T-A-R-T, and today we're looking at W for water. Fish swim in it, flowers love to be drenched in it, and you and I are made up of about 70% of it. Water has been called the most essential nutrient, and with good reason, because every one of your bodily functions requires water. Breathing, digestion, elimination, all require water. Every one of your billions of cells needs water. Drinking enough water each day helps to decrease the risk of kidney stones and urinary tract infections. In a University of Washington study, it was shown that just one glass of water shut down the hunger pangs for almost 100% of the study participants. Did you know that by the time you feel thirsty, you're actually already dehydrated? Many of us are walking around totally parched and we don't even realize it. And do you know that lack of water is the number one trigger of daytime fatigue? So how much water do we need? There are lots of different equations, but it's probably safe to say that depending on your body size and your activity level, your body needs between six to 10 cups of water each day. 
A good rule of thumb is to drink enough to keep your urine pale. I know that may sound like a lot, but here are some tips to keep you nicely hydrated. First, drink two cups first thing in the morning. It will help to cleanse your body after your nightly rest. Drink water between your meals, not with your meals. Why do I say that? If you're drinking with your meals, you are diluting those powerful gastric juices that are necessary to really get your food fully digested. So try to wait at least an hour after you finish your meals to start drinking. For those six to 10 cups, it really is best to drink plain water. By that, I mean not juice, not pop, not milk, just plain water. Your body will thank you for it. You know, in John 4 verse 10, Jesus tells us that He is the source of living water and that anyone who drinks from Him will never thirst again. So, cheers! Drink up! If you want additional information on healthy eating, visit our It Is Written website at itiswrittencanada.ca, go to the Live Healthy page, and you'll find links to lots of great resources. I'll see you next time. Understanding God's book is vital to the growth of every man, woman, and child. It's our roadmap. It's our roadmap to heaven. You know, we look throughout the Bible and we see the various characters of the Bible. Daniel studied God's Word. Abraham studied God's Word. David studied God's Word. And Jesus himself was well-versed in the Scriptures so that he was able to teach at a very young age and amaze those that heard him. So friend, I want to encourage you to spend time in God's book. To help you in spending time in God's Word, I want to offer to you the Discover Bible Lessons. The Discover Bible Lessons will walk you through chapter by chapter in the Bible, helping you to understand what it means and helping you to hear God's voice. Here's the information you need for today's offer. To request today's offer, just log on to www.itiswrittencanada.ca. That's www.itiswrittencanada.ca and select the TV program tab. For Canadian viewers, the offer will be sent free and postage paid. For viewers outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you prefer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW. That's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Call anytime. Lines are open 24 hours daily. That's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Or if you wish, you may write to us at It Is Written, Box 2010, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H7V4. You know, friends, as we study God's Word, sometimes we have a challenge understanding. Sometimes we're just not able to get it. Here at It Is Written, we're committed to helping you understand God's Word. And so I want to invite you to go to our website, itiswrittencanada.ca, and there you'll find a number of resources to help you in studying God's Word and understanding His voice. I'd also invite you to go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash IIW Canada, and there you can watch all of our archived programs which will further develop your relationship with Jesus and help you understand His voice as He speaks to you. I hope that you were blessed by the program today. 
and I want to encourage you to watch again next week. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God.